Judith Zoe. Welcome to The Digital Period. The Digital Period is a public philosophy project where I, Judith, examine our relationship with technology by taking a closer look at period apps. This is the prologue, a first pre-episode where I tell you who I am and what I set out to do. I hope it provides some context while listening to all of the episodes. My name is Judith Zoe Blyden. I live in The Hague together with my beloved cat Zelda and I'm the creator of The Digital Period. I'm a philosopher and lawyer from the Netherlands. In my day-to-day life, I work on digital policy. I have been doing that for quite some time. Even though I think about the impact of technology daily in my job, I felt there was little space for me to talk and think about this in my life outside of my job with the people around me. And I wanted to change that. So why do I want to talk about period apps? One of the concepts that kept creeping up in my work was the notion of autonomy and control. Companies that develop technology often promise to empower you, maximize your options or to improve or take back control over something. It is often not very clear whether an application on our phone actually does have a big impact on our day-to-day lives. Period apps often use similar language. They use slogans such as Know your body, own your health, which is used by Flow or the only FDA-cleared birth control app putting power in the palm of your hand. Skip the pharmacy, order online today, which is used by natural cycles. Period apps do play a role in part of our lives that is extremely intimate. They are one of the most downloaded health apps worldwide. Understanding why someone tracks their period can tell you a lot about who they are and who they want to be, how they spend their lives and how they try to change their lives. Period apps are often at the center of our relationship with ourselves and those we love the most. This makes them such an interesting use case to examine the relationship between autonomy and technology. Our digital representation might help us understand ourselves, organize our calendar, plan activities or improve our health. Tracking also helped me in my conversations with my doctor, which ultimately led to a much better treatment of my migraines. This has improved my life in such a significant way that it is difficult to express. We can only quantify ourselves through data to a certain degree. Sometimes when we track ourselves, we are also tracked by others. This became especially relevant in the United States when Roe v. Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court. The court decision meant that states were free to regulate abortion as they see fit. Practically, it meant defragmentation within the United States in terms of where you can and cannot get a legal abortion. In the aftermath of this decision, a public debate re-emerged, within and outside the United States, about reproductive rights and how they intersect with technology. Health agencies and privacy experts advised people to delete their peer tracking app from their phones. They were afraid that sensitive personal data tracked through these apps could be used against them. I hope to contribute to a conversation that goes beyond this binary approach. We live in a digital period where digital developments are rapidly evolving. Now, with the rise of generative AI and applications such as ChatGPT, this has become even clearer. I wanted to learn more about the time we live in and the direction we are headed in. My aim for this project is for it to be a personal, political, communal, and reflective project. I started out with three main questions. 
One, values. Why do people track their period and why is it important to them? Secondly, I looked at how do period apps work and do they align with individual and public values? Thirdly, I asked the question, how can we move forward and build a feminist future with technology that fits our values? And what does that mean for period apps? My biggest hope for this project was that it would become a way of being for me that helps me think and engage with others about the role of technology. Starting with a simple app on my phone, my period tracker. My method was to literally start talking about period apps to everybody around me my friends, family, colleagues, network, and so on, to immerse myself in the world of period apps. I started organizing workshops on the topic and I attended events where people might be interested into talking more about it. This project brought me to many different places across Europe. I wish you could meet all the people I met this year. I have talked to over 30 people and recorded over 20 conversations. In the upcoming five episodes, you will hear some of the people I met along the way. Together, we tackle the three questions I set out with. Some conversations were impromptu, without any preparation, while others were planned. I've always tried to first and foremost have the conversations for their own sake, without thinking whether they would work for the podcast. This is a podcast series about period apps. We all live in this digital period. It is here for everyone, for those with and without periods. I hope this podcast series will contribute to a larger conversation about periods, autonomy and technology. Enjoy. Well, I think the whole possibility of self-tracking in the periods or in another decisions you do is really a portal to understanding what is happening in your body. The uh, first risk uh, that is associated with uh, these apps is surveillance uh, in broad terms, but this surveillance takes different forms. The most obvious form is the... Uh, Trackers are basically just some pieces of software and the task is to collect a lot of data about you. So, for example, data about how you use an app, um, about the user or... Autonomy is deeply relational and that it consists of all these types of social dimensions that are important to take into account. And that if you want to research autonomy, it's not only about self-control, but it's also about recognition. We need to work together. You can't build technology that works for a specific audience, even if you're a part of that audience, but you can't just figure it out all by yourself. And the same is true, I think... For even people. before we get into the apps, the current conversation currently is period poverty yeah so you find for instance in Kenya um, according to should be the World Bank report about thank you so much for listening a special thanks to all of the people I talked to especially Iris, Ryan, Joe, Mona, Chiara, Elisabetta, Anastasia, Feline, Walter, Marjolein, Yenneke, Naomi, Uefa, Flo, Risper, Iris, Julia, Sophia, Anoush, Marie, Elisa, Corinna, Luisa, Mariam, Maria, Tzaki, Oyiria, Lara, Maria, Yorin, Sam, Noah, Timothy, Alina, Anna, and the entire Lendecker Democracy Court of this year, and many, many more. Thank you. This episode was made by me, Judith Zoe.
If you want to learn more about this project, please visit thedigitalperiod.com. The jingle was made by Crystal Scholtens and me. This episode was made possible by the Alfred Landecker Fund and Humanity in Action.